0: Animism Radio explores our connection to the plant, animal, mineral, human, and spiritual realms to help you live in divine relationship with all that is. Hi, I'm Laura Giles, your host of Modern Animism Radio. We share stories and topics that can help you deepen your animist practice of living in relationship with all that is, and today I have a special guest, Uma Shankari, who is going to share her story of how she went from being an IT specialist to an artist and author after an awakening experience. Before I get to Uma, let's touch feet on the ground and bring our hearts into sacred space by giving gratitude to the elements and ancestors. To the earth below who gives us shelter, food, beauty, and stability, I thank you. To the air above that gives us oxygen, inspiration, communication, discernment, detachment, and the desire to fly, I thank you. To the fire that purifies, transforms, destroys, warms us, and empowers us to make our will visible, I give thanks. And to the water that gives us life, cleanses us, lets us feel, and washes away our pain, I thank you. To the human, plant, animal, and mineral ancestors, thank you for all that you do that is seen and unseen. To the elders who do the tough job of showing us the way forward and help us to, as we walk towards death, I send gratitude. Thanks to all of you, our listeners around the world. If we inspire, educate, arouse, or give you anything of value, please consider returning the love by reviewing our podcast so we can grow and reach more people. And feel free to connect uh, through our private Facebook group if you'd like to join us there. And if you'd like to support, go to patreon.com forward slash pan society to become an insider where we offer group ancestral clearings, a book club, and an online class for those who want to take it to the next level. So Let's turn now to our guest, Uma Shankari. Welcome, Uma. Hi, Laura. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Me too.
1: I appreciate you being here all the way from India. That is true. That is true. (laughs) But my heart is still in the U.S. (laughs) that's
0: awesome (laughs) so let's start with a little background story just to kind of help people to get to know you so what was your life like before the art and the channeling and the remote viewing
1: um it's funny that you ask so um when I was little like as young as eight I did have some spiritual experiences however I did not correlate them to spirituality it was very uh you know um I wouldn't say coincidental, but it was it was kind of very, very mystical. I had an experience at eight, 12 and 13. And um, afterwards I, I was highly intuitive, but I never put it all together. And there was nobody to really like make me understand what that was. Um, I lived in the, uh, in India until I was uh, 23. And then I moved to the U.S. in 20, when I was 24 to pursue my master's degree in electrical engineering. And life was, you know, uh, a very uh, lo- logical, um, sort of like scientific. You go to work, you, you know, you, you go to school, you learn all the technology. And then I got a job in Chicago. I lived there for almost 20, 24 years in, uh, in the U.S. I worked for a large, very large corporations, especially the financial industry. And in, I, I had a very gradual spiritual awakening. However, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, feed the whole enchilada. I'm going to just fa- fast forward to 2012. And I used to go to this one salon where um, I used to get massages. And I got this very mysterious email. I call it mysterious, but how it went to everybody who came to the salon. This email that said like angel reading, blah, blah, blah. And I, I looked at it and like, yeah, whatever. And I sort of deleted it. I can't remember the details, but this particular email kept coming to me in various forms. And it was, I, I felt like either someone was pulling me or my mind was nagging me. To go and do this uh angel reading so it was very frustrating for me because i didn't believe in these things i sort of slotted them along with you know in the 90s you used to get infomercials where a psychic would say hey if you want to go back to your lover you know call me and it's 10 cents per minute so that's kind of the the attitude and mentality i had about uh you know all these channeling and uh psychic and all those kinds of things so I sent an email to this uh, person and said, hey, what is Angel reading? And she said something and it just went over my my head. Um, However, this nag was so persistent. It was so deep that I was like, okay, I just, I'm going to go do it. And then I'm going to say, oh, this is just, you know, all stupid. And then it would satisfy my ego. Lo and behold, I went and did did the reading and it just transformed my life. I I was, it just awakened me at such a deep level. And then one thing led to another. I ended up reading a book called, um, uh, it's, it's called I'm the Word by Paul Selig. And this book the, at the next level took my spirituality to a higher, even a higher plane. And then it just kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And in 2014, I kind of was very, Done with my job. It was just it did not feed my soul. It did not feed my energy. It was just zapping me completely. So I thought, you know what? I was considering taking a break for three months and and then just going around the world, traveling and then coming back. But circumstances presented itself in a way that I knew I had to quit my job. And up until then, I was really happy with my job. I I was I thrived in, in the corporate world. I was a manager in IT. I had really good um, reputation in the company. Um, and in spite of all that, towards the end of my career, it just felt like I, it was too bitter in my mouth. Like it was too much to take all the time. It was too much pressure, too much demands. And I just felt like I was being choked. So on a fine day, uh, something happened. and. And it became very clear to me, I I had to quit. And within like three days, I I gave my resignation letter. Not a resignation letter. I put in a short-term disability thinking that I'll come back in three months. And I left. I went, I I hadn't spent any time with my family in about 15, 16 years. So I decided to come home, spend three to four months with my family, just get acquainted and just, you know, uh, be there with them. And and I had like a really great bonding session with my family. And then in 2015, I decided to start a business and I ran a food business for three years, during which time um, there was a seminar that Paul uh, uh was setting up. And I went to the seminar and I asked, you know, uh, what is my purpose? And the guides looked at me and they said, you don't need us to tell you you're in the way of your purpose. So the next morning I came, I sat, I was pondering and I sat and meditated. And I, I, I aligned to my own wisdom, which is one of uh, Paul Selig's in the third book. They they teach you how to align to your own wisdom. I aligned to my own wisdom. And then I sat down and I put my pen on the paper. And within like a few minutes, I started writing. Like it it felt so fast. Like I, I, I in an hour, hour and a half, I picked up and read it. And it was, it, I knew it was a chapter from a book. So for 21 days, I did this like every, the next morning, my heart, my hand, my forearm was tingling and I was woken up between five and five or five and I was asked to write. So I did that over a period of 21 days and it was the most blissful time of my life. I just felt like I was just so nourished, nurtured and taken care of. And I set it aside and there was this sort of like that those 21 days were so rigorous for me. And it was so, um, I wouldn't say stressful, but it was just a lot of like, like I, not like bad energy, but like a lot of giving myself to it. So I just wanted a break and not continue writing. And I knew it was a book. And I took uh, time off and I said, can you give me some time before you give me the next book? And I heard of the sounding yes and I, and, and then they, they let me be. So between 2014 and 2019, I had written about four or five books uh, and I would get intuitively guided to do so. And I would do it. What happened was in 2019, I launched my very first book. And while I was launching a friend of mine, uh, he came to me and he said, Hey, I know you're going to launch your book and you have invited people. I think you should cook for your, for your launch. And he said, you're such a good cook, and I think it'll be so amazing to do that. And I said, are you kidding me? There are 50 people. You want me to cook when I have like a book launch? And he goes, I think you should. And I was like, I kind of dabbled, like thought about it for a day, and I was like really irritated with him. But a day later, I kind of realized, you know what? It's not a bad thing. So the next two days, I had literally, I had three days in between to buy, to cook, to pack everything. Uh, for my, um, book launch. But what happened when I was cooking was something I went into the space of like just creating, just pure passion. And I just kept cooking and cooking and cooking for two days. And, and it was this amazing experience that I, you know, like it's not about the cooking. It's about the creating of all these flavors and, you know, just, just being with it. And I had the book launch and it went very well. And I was so, uh, people were just so happy with the food and, you know, and I, I, I don't eat meat anymore. And it was all vegetarian. Um, And people who were meat eaters came to me and they said they they just loved it. So I was like, okay, you know, uh, I, I was just happy that they liked the food. So that month there was someone else came to me and they said, hey, I heard you're a cook and you have had your food business. Would you be willing to cook for me uh, a meal plan? I was so happy because it was just creating. And I said, yeah, I will do that. So I cooked for this person for like maybe three weeks or so. And during that time, the same thing happened. I would go into the zone and I would just create and create and create. And it just it just gave, I think what happened was something within me just unplugged. And like there was a flow, there was like a, this connection with the cosmos that Happened, and fast forward in December, um, I heard two days before eleven eleven, and I didn't even realize it was eleven eleven. I heard that I was going to write yet another book. I said okay. So on eleven eleven, I sat down and I started writing, and I heard so many uh, words that I've never heard of, which happens to me even in the other book, but these were very specific words. And the words were metatones, metadata, meta, metaverse, um, uh, meta being. And, and so like all starting with a meta. I, and like looking at the words, something told me like, I know these words exist. So I would just go and Google them. And of course they all existed. And when I was writing the second chapter, I was told that I would be downloading codes and I freaked out because I was just getting kind of comfortable with my writing. And all, all of a sudden, I heard downloading codes. And I was like, am I making this up? What's going on? So I waited until I finished my book. And when I was finishing the last chapter, I had this trepidation that I, oh my God, what am I going to do? I don't know how to download codes. And it was weighing on me. Throughout the time I was writing the book, it was just weighing on me. So when I wrapped up the book, I, said, I, I sat down on December 2019, to be precise. I sat down And I looked at my notebook and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, how am I going to download these codes? So the the code was, they said it's called metadata. And I was like, I thought about it and I thought about, finally, I said, okay, I know what metadata is from an IT technology perspective. That's all I said. And I put my hand on the paper and I started like writing down codes at a very fast rate. And I kept writing and... For five days, I just kept downloading codes after codes after codes. And on the sixth or seventh day, I knew I had to draw. So that afternoon, I went and I bought, I went to the local CVS and I bought like a drawing notebook and a a black marker. And within an hour, I had like four or five very musical sort of patterns. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, what is this? You know, and fast forward another five or six days later, I knew I had to go and buy black paper and gold and silver pens. And that was the beginning of my artwork. I've never, ever drawn in my life. I've never held a brush. I don't know how to put a stroke, like nothing. All I know is I've done some, uh, you know, biology, physics in high school that I knew like I had to draw some stuff. And that's all. That was the extent of my drawing. And these patterns evolved into like beautiful, like, just, I mean, like, I I can't tell you, it's, it's a very, very unique experience. It's a very, uh, you know, when you're not an artist, and all of a sudden, you just start downloading and, you know, creating these patterns that you don't even know how to do. And and beyond anything, it's not even like you don't know how to do it's just like, you're not doing it, you're being it. When you're, you know, when you're drawing and you're, and you consciously sitting and saying, Hey, I'm going to draw. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You're, you're, you're drawing through, uh, because you, you've decided to draw and you want to draw. Whereas what I was doing was not just the opposite of that. I just don't know what I was doing. I would just put my hand on the paper and I would just draw these beautiful, beautiful patterns. And a month and a half after. So while I was drawing, I knew as I was drawing what to do with them. I intuitively knew what to do with them. And, and a month and a half later, I brought, brought together like 10 or 15 of my friends and did a healing session with that artwork. And people were just blown away by it. And then one after the other in a year or uh, maybe a year and a half, I've drawn over 300 artwork. So
0: can and I interrupt I, you is, for a second? Sure. You said sure. you had a healing session with the artwork. What does that mean?
1: So these artwork, they're called galactic artwork. So do you want to see one of them? Let me just show. So this is a good example. So Mm -hmm. basically this artwork, what I do is this is a multidimensional um, galactic art. And it is a portal to the cosmos. And how do I say this with so much confidence, right? Yeah, like, you can't just draw and say, "Oh, what I'm drawing is a portal to the cosmos." It's, it doesn't work like that. But what happened was, I intuitively knew what it was. And one of my friends said, "Hey, you may want to do a remote viewing session with your artwork." I said, "Okay, I'll do it." So there's a woman named Dominic Sorel, and she's—I think she's one of the uh, uh, like—I wouldn't say famous, but she's one of the four uh, like very leading. Uh, she's a, a uh, what's the right word? Uh, She is one of the best in like remote viewing. And she was sent, I gave a write-up and I sent three artwork to her to do a remote viewing session. And they came back to me and they were astounded. They were like, usually when someone gives us some work, about 30 to 40% match, or maybe up to 60% matches with what Dominic says and what the person says. But in your case, it was 100%. I gave three artwork and they were only able to do one, reading uh, a reading with one artwork because it was so much information in there it was so much depth that it had that they were unable to do the uh, other two so the uh, dominic who did the artwork she heard sound harmonics she heard ver- two distinct sound patterns when when she was doing the remote viewing and she was able to um talk to about 10 to 12 um, ancient beings that were connected to my work and the basis of my work is actually the golden mean all most of my artwork has golden mean and that's that's very prevalent in my artwork so uh the sound harmonics and the the colors and in, in the artwork they have the light quality so it's the sound and the light combined together so um what i knew it was a portal and dominic confirm the same as well so i do healing but basically i I hold the artwork i have a person um, i would give uh, anywhere from five to ten images for them to gaze at it for no more than 10 seconds and they will intuitively choose the right image and i will sit and go through a healing session with them uh throughout the healing session usually i do not offer any um words or i do not give any information they will give me information and then i walk them through uh the whole
0: uh session so what is it can you give me an example of like what somebody might come in with and what they leave with how so how does the healing happen what what okay so basically one of the
1: things is um i request people to leave any preconceived notion. So people will say, oh my God, that's my color. Oh, I love this artwork. This is mine. Or, oh, this symbol is so me. I request them to leave all of that beside, outside um, before they start the session. And then I sit with them and basically because it's a multidimensional artwork, I have them look at it, gaze at it for about 10 seconds or less. The 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 key to this is not to get into the mind mm-hmm. but feel the artwork through the body so what happens is they either they will feel one of the chakras or they'll have a strong emotion or they'll have vibrations in the body when they pick the artwork and what i would do is i would rotate them because it's a multi dimensional artwork i just keep rotating them and i'll do i'll keep asking them questions and they'll keep answering me what they're seeing. And then finally, what they, what they, anything could happen. There is no set, here's what happens, because it's not a magic wand either. So they will come back, they'll either release a pain, they will have their chakra opening, or they'll have something that is uh, something that they did not expect. So there's not a set, here's what they get out of it. It is whatever they need, that is what they get out of the artwork.
0: Okay. And you mentioned ancient beings. Um, were you in contact with them as you were creating it? Are you? Do you communicate with them or is that something that you discovered through the remote viewing?
1: I discovered through the remote viewing. Um, however, I was led to draw one diagram that looked something like a being. And um, when they told me later on i realized that's what i that was one of the artwork and one day i don't know it was before the viewing or after the viewing i'm gonna say it was after the remote viewing i was able to see them as i was waking up from my sleep Uh, i would say there were about 10 to 12 of them and they had this fluorescent white and uh sort of fluorescent black and sort of fluid body that's what i remember
0: Why contact you?
1: You know, that's a great question. I I seriously don't know. What (laughs) I heard from Dominic, I wish I had the answer. And to be honest with you, Laura, I don't have a lot of answers. I don't have, it's, it's, it's mysterious to me as much as for you or anybody else. And I personally think it's not that why me? I think each one of us has the capacity and capability. It's as we open up, we either connect to uh, the, the uh, we connect to the cosmos in different ways, and what they came and told Dominic was they asked why her, and they said because she, she was open. You know that is I remember I, if I remember correctly, I think that's the answer they got. And what they said is not only had I contacted them, I actually had opened a portal and I went somewhere and I kept going and I reached them is what I heard. Hmm. So, so it anybody was could very accidental is what I heard.
0: Okay. So potentially anybody, this could be anybody's experience.
1: Yeah, you know what? Yes, I would say so. Anybody, the, what I would like to say is everybody has access to it. Everybody mm-hmm. has access to the cosmos. I, I never consider myself anything special. The only thing that I am constantly in awe with is my artwork. That's it. hmm
0: um, why do you suppose the galactic beings it, are interested in us and what's happening here? I think we're an
1: integral part. I don't think they are separate from us at all. Um, you know, if I I come from India where we do a lot of cosmic work through Vedic astrology and all that, I think uh, in India we're very much connected to the planetary system and beyond. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that we do is connected to the cosmos. We, anything we do we look at a uh, timing we look at the star we t- look at you know what i mean like i don't think we're ever separate from them so uh it's not like we exist on our own right and you being spiritual being you you probably know more than i do about this we're so integral and i think we are we are in this cosmos and this universe together and why wouldn't they help us if they are advanced if they are an advanced mm-hmm. civilization if i had if I had the technology and I saw someone that could use it, I would definitely want to go and share with them. And mm-hmm. I think that's very—that's uh, as simple as that.
0: Yeah, I think if you if you live in that way where things are connected, that it's not a stretch at all. <laughs> On your website, you talk about yes. innate wisdom. Um, could you tell me about that?
1: Yes. So um, in India, you know, I'm going to share because I live here right now, and I, my origin is India. So about, you know, before, um, a long time ago, what they're they're saying is, there were um, sage, what's the right word? There there were beings, uh, meaning human beings, that had 12-strand DNA. Mm -hmm. And they would always download everything from the cosmos, from the Akashic records. They could literally recite a mantra. They didn't need a book. They would just download it from there. You know, so uh, oh my God, I was sharing and I I, caught, I lost track of the question. Can you see, can you tell me the question again, please?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, can you tell us about innate wisdom?
1: <laughs> yes. So for for me, that's innate wisdom, M- meaning we're, we're everything is already within us. So when I was drawing this, I didn't have to sit and align to the wisdom and say, "Oh, what am I getting?" I didn't have to. Um, think about it it just was very natural to me like when a a child is born you don't teach the child how to latch onto the mother's breast it comes out and it knows it comes up crying and eager to to be fed and it knows the mother's body it knows the temperature it knows her love it doesn't need to be taught I think similar to that we all have innate wisdom that we have been disconnected We have disconnected ourselves from the innate wisdom. We're so connected to the cosmos. And even if we are not spiritual, even if we're not, if we're an atheist or whatever we call ourselves, um, we're still connected in a way that certain things are intuitive to us.
0: Mm -hmm. It sounds like sovereignty is uh, connected to that. Can you tell me about how that works? How that weaves itself in?
1: I think we, so for example, you know, everything, uh, I, I had to bring everything back to India, right? So um, we in India are a very spiritual culture. What, one of the things we that's the basis of us is that the world is one family. If the world is one family, then as a universe, regardless of what other planet we live, we are still one family. We are mm-hmm. sovereign because we come from one source. If we are coming from one source, We cannot be not that, that that one source brings us all into existence and it takes us away and we still don't disappear. Everything that's manifested gets unmanifested into something else. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever gets completely destroyed. If I die today, my soul is still in existence. The energy part is still in existence. We're all energy beings. We're all energy beings. The only thing that separates us is the lack of knowledge and the lack of wisdom that we have, that, that we carry within us that, that kind of makes us, um, either selfish or, or self involved or, um, or not evolved enough to understand that we are one. No matter how much we, we, we remain detached from our sovereignty, we innately, we are we are that. We don't have to define that and and and, and declare that innately that's who we are. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So how has this changed your life? It sounds like when you're telling the story, it sounds like it was just kind of seamless and easy. <laughs> and You know, maybe the people around you just kind of was like, oh, OK, and, but I, I can't imagine that it was that easy, was it?
1: The writing of the book for me was not easy. It was very difficult. I I went through a lot of emotions. But honestly, the artwork was very easy. And I'm not even Mm -hmm. trying to embellish that. It literally happened in one day. I literally started drawing in one day. It was the most easiest thing I've ever done in my life.
0: And I was How about your relationships? Did the, the people around you, your work coworkers, your friends, did they just accept everything that was happening? Because it sounds like it was a transformation and you were a totally different person after.
1: I, I wouldn't say as a person I was different, but, but I had acquired something new, which had changed me personally. But outwardly, I don't think people could have seen that change. Because it, it was so intrinsic within me. But mm. people around me were astonished because overnight I went and showed them the artwork. Because mm. that, that that's, that's highly impossible for, even for me, as I'm saying this, even for me, it's kind of still kind of, I pinch myself. Is this happening? Is this real? Mm-hmm. Um, but my friends came and, but they knew, a lot of my friends knew how I am from the perspective of my writing my books, some of them have read some of my books and they kind of understand me that they were half surprised and half not surprised. Um, but people who were not connected to my spiritual world was re- were, were also sort of like, how did this happen? And I still don't have a lot of answers. I, I really don't. It's a mystery to me even today. And this artwork, contains a lot more information than even I have uh, tapped into. It's part of it is for healing and there's more to it Mm. that, you know, it's, it's a vast ocean. And for me, it would probably take a lifelong to unveil one after the other. And I think some of them, they're not being unveiled because I don't think we as humanity are ready for it. Or me as a person is ready for it. It could be either Mm. way.
0: And has the process and doing the artwork and downloading the codes uh, healed you in any way?
1: A lot. Um, One of the things about the artwork is most of the times when I sit down, I have no idea what's coming. As I was drawing them, uh, that is how I knew intuitively how to do the healing session. As I was drawing in a month, I knew how to do healing sessions. I wasn't like sat and dictated by my guides. Oh, this is what you do. It was through the experience that I got it. See, the thing is for me, spirituality is an experience for me. And I always say this: spirituality can never be taught. It can never be done. It can only be experienced. So for me, it was such an experiential thing. So what happened is when I was drawing, I would, for one, I would not know what I'm going to draw. Second, I would sometimes think this is what I'm going to do. And then I would have something happen. Either my hand would shake or I would pick the wrong color. I I would, I would splash some color by mistake or something will fall on my thing. And then like that would become the basis of my artwork. Mm -hmm. And also when I came to the artwork, I never prepared myself. I would just show up as I am. And while I was drawing, whatever state of being I brought in, if there was something that had to be healed, I would be healed by it. One of the biggest things I learned about my artwork is passion, sheer passion and joy of doing something. And being able to provide that time to, to do what brings you joy was the biggest. I, I'm not saying I didn't know that before, but being able to experience it and being able to do it was a blessing. And I have so much gratitude for my artwork for that.
0: So I'm sure there's people listening to this now who, who are like, oh, my God, I have to have a healing session. So uh, how would that happen? I would actually
1: uh, do um, it. My healing sessions are an hour and 15 minutes. I try to keep it under an hour because the, 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 that's beyond that, it's very hard to keep the energy and also to keep, attention, keep the attention. And the last 15 minutes, if it's necessary, I answer their questions and what to do next. All um, my uh, sessions are about $150. For, for the viewers who are going to call me within the first week, I'll give them a $25 off.
0: Awesome. Thanks. So Welcome. our guest today is Uma Shankari. Uma, can you tell us how to get in touch with you and um, so that they can take advantage of that great offer?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. My, you can go to my website, www.umashankari.com. You can contact me via my, uh, uh the contact page and my email address is also uma at And Laura, I don't know if I sent you already. If I haven't, I will send you again. Um, uh, I'm also getting married pretty soon. So uh, I may be a little frenzy and uh, be uh, crazy running around. So if you do reach out and if you don't hear from me within 24 hours, please be patient. I will definitely contact you.
0: Okay, awesome. Congratulations. And thanks for joining us, guys. We love your questions. Don't forget to reach out to us too with your questions and comments. And leave us a review for the podcast. Um, Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. We're on those social media platforms. I'm Laura Giles, and see you guys next week.
1: Thank you, Laura.